Hello and welcome to the commentary for lesson 340. This is 2 Chronicles chapter 21 and some of 22 and then 2 Kings 8 verses 23 to 29. So kind of all over the place. We start out this section with a story about Jehoram. We're getting back to Jehoram's reign. And I always have to be reminded, okay, who is that again? And whose son is he? And which kingdom does he rule? So in case you're the same way, let's jump back to Second Chronicles 21. It was a few lessons ago. And we learned that he was Jehoshaphat's son, King Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, remember, was a good king. His only folly was that he was intertwined in his relationships with King Ahab, the evil king of the north. And remember, Jehoshaphat had arranged for his older son, Jehoram, who we're talking about now, to marry Ahab and Jezebel's daughter, Athaliah. And that's when all the trouble began, right? So even when you're a good, godly person, if you intertwine your life with the wrong people, it affects not just you, but it affects the generations that come after you. I mean, if you're like me, it kind of, I read the scripture and I go, okay, I kind of get why some religions have arranged marriages because it's a big deal if your religious practices and who you worship is different than their religious practices and who they worship. And it has generational effects that go on and on and on. So anyways, it's just the gravity of that situation and the relationships between King Ahab and his family and how that plays out. is just really apparent um, throughout scripture, but um, certainly in this passage as well. So, Okay, God spoke to Jehoram through Elijah. And this isn't happening current. This is a, remember, remember Chronicles looks back and gives additional information or just kind of provides the religious perspective, hindsight 2020 vision. So it's pointing out the prophecy that came from Elijah and reminding the reader what Elijah said to Jehoram back way back when and so here's i'll just go through elijah's prophecy it says this is what the lord the god of your ancestor david says you have not followed the good example of your father jehoshaphat or your grandfather king asa of judah instead you have been as evil as all the kings of israel you have led the people of jerusalem and judah to worship idols just as king ahab did in israel and you have even killed your own brothers men who were better than you So the Lord is about to strike you, your people, your children, your wives, and all that is yours with a heavy blow. You yourself will suffer with a severe intestinal disease that will get worse each day until your bowels come out. Now, like I said, if that sounds familiar, familiar, we've already read the account from, um, from first Kings chapter eight that aligns with this, but it was a, I think it was a few lessons ago. I'm not certain, but that's why it sounds familiar. And I'm not going to go back and compare that. I just want to point out the most important thing to notice. And I think it makes sense that Second Chronicles added to this. Because if you look in Second Kings 8.23, when it says a summary of Je- Jehoram's reign, it's pretty vague in the details. All it says 
is that the rest of the events, like it always says about all the kings, the rest of the events in Jehoram's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When he died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son Ahaziah became the next king. That's pretty point blank. But it is important to note, as Chronicles does, he died in agony. The prophecy was fulfilled, just as God said, how he would die, that disease that affected his bowels. And this is most important. His people did not build a great funeral fire to honor him as they had done for his ancestors. Verse 20, Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. No one was sorry when he died. They buried him in the city of David, yes, but not in the royal cemetery. All the kings got buried in the royal cemetery. No one was sorry when he died. And he didn't even make it into the royal cemetery. That's saying something. So, um, then moving on, it says, it talks about Ahaziah's rule, his rule in Judah. And he's the son of Jehoram. And he's actually the youngest son. And it doesn't talk about how, why would the youngest son become the king? That's unusual. Usually it's the firstborn son. So Second Chronicles makes a note of that. It says in Second uh, Chronicles 22, verse 1, Then the people of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, Jehoram's youngest son, their next king, since the marauding bands who came with the Arabs had killed all the other, all the older sons. Okay. So, Jehoshaphat's son Jer- Jehoram is king. He's horrible. No one cares when he dies. He doesn't even get buried in the royal cemetery. Now his youngest son, all his other older sons are dead, killed. And his younger son, Ahaziah, becomes the next king. Now, is there hope? Is it going to get better? Unfortunately, no. Because Ahaziah let his mother influence him significantly. His mother was Athaliah, the daughter of King Ahab and Jezebel. She was evil, taking after her mother and her father. And it says he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done, for he was related by marriage to the family of Ahab. It matters who you marry. Um, And then it says Ahaziah joined Joram, son of Ahab, the king of Israel. So that would be the king of the north. So the, t- the king of the north and the king of the south are joining forces in war against King Hazael of Aram. When the Arameans wounded King Joram in the battle, he returned to Jezreel. Jezreel was the place of their summer palace, apparently. The king's summer palace. And he was going to go there to recover from his wounds that he received during that battle. And because Joram was wounded, King Ahaziah decides that he's going to go visit him. Well, apparently God didn't like this, and he'd had enough of Ahaziah. So, verse 7 tells us, But God had decided that this visit would be Ahaziah's downfall. While he was there, Ahaziah went out with Joram to meet Jehu's grandson Nimshi, whom the Lord had appointed to destroy the dynasty of Ahab. Now let's jump back some to previous scripture about that. Remember Elijah in our last lesson, we talked about how he had anointed in the past, all of these people to future positions. And so, um, 
Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, was one of those. And he would, he was anointed to be king of Israel. Okay, but when you continue, this is 1 Kings 19, verse 17. After that, it says, Anyone who escapes from Hazael will be killed by Jehu, and those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. So that sounds harsh, right? That all of these people will be killed. These are Israelites, remember, because this is the north and the south. And and so that sounds pretty harsh, I know. But remember that they were worshiping Baal. And as my study Bible points out, it says unchecked Baal worship was destroying the nation. If Israel was to survive, the followers of Baal had to be eliminated. And Jehu was fulfilling the need of the hour for justice. So for me, I think the takeaway is be careful who you marry and it matters that they have the same belief system, the same religious foundation, the same faith. It's very important that uh, we marry someone who aligns with our values and beliefs. And I think also when we go back to how King Ahaziah, everything was, okay, let me go to verse four, Second Chronicles 22, four. Actually, I'll back up. Verse 3, Ahaziah also followed the evil example of King Ahab's family, for his mother encouraged him in doing wrong. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done. They even became his advisors after the death of his father, and they led him to ruin. So he followed their evil advice. That set the stage where God just started planting all the forces against each other to bring about his great purpose. So... I'm not going to get into the weeds of all this. I could probably have really dug in and studied this for a couple days, but um, it's just not all that interesting to me. So anyways, that's really all I can say about today's reading. So we'll just stop there, but I hope you all have a great day and I will talk to you soon.